welcome to week three of the Bluegrass Basketball Podcast. My name is Kayla Van Hoos, and on the line with me is my partner, John Moore. Thanks to everyone who has tuned in to us in the beginning, and welcome to anyone who is a new listener. Each week, we'll be bringing you statewide basketball coverage, unlike anything you'll find elsewhere. My dude, John Moore, is a high school basketball guru and will help me drop some knowledge on you all weekly. The thing John and I were looking forward to most this week was talking about the LIT. Like most of you, we were pretty bummed when it was canceled. So, John, what are your thoughts? Well, this is the first time in the history of the LIT that they haven't finished it. I believe it's uh, 71 years now, I believe. Yep. This um, was the 71st um, LIT. I, you know, I don't live in Louisville, but from everything that I saw on social media and from some, some coaches and people that I talked to from the Louisville area, it seemed like they kind of didn't try their hardest to finish the thing. I think yeah. they could have pushed some games back. They could have played some – they could have, you know, they used, they used to do it where the semifinals were in the morning and the finals were in the afternoon, mm-hmm. and they had changed that up, and I felt they probably could have done that today yep. um, with on Sunday. And even, you know, they said they couldn't do it on Monday because of uh, Martin Luther King Day, but I know a lot of all-A games are going on on Monday. So I feel like whoever, you know, runs that, they didn't do the best job of um, getting it together and I, I i feel bad for the kids in louisville i feel bad for the community because you know a lot of people look forward to the lit that's a big deal there in louisville and um the community comes out for it and it had been a pretty good tournament so far we we actually had some pretty good games butler was able to beat ballard in that quarterfinal game which was right which um, was big. it was a four or five based on the seating but i think everybody kind of knows that ballard's a, most years is a, is a top tier team and we had talked about butler they were the team they were the state's last undefeated team but they they dropped the game, but that was a big win. I think uh, it kind of brought Butler back where they where they want to be, mm-hmm. and they were getting ready to play Fern Creek. So yeah, Butler well, that was good basketball. So well, and you know Fern Creek, you know obviously we talked about them. They're they're probably the the team to beat in the sixth region, followed closely by Dolph and Butler. Right. And you know both of those teams were were in the semifinals, and so I think seeing Fern Creek Butler would have been good. Hayes Creek, or I'm sorry, Trinity and. Dolph were going to play in the other semifinals, so mm-hmm. it was the other way around. Either way, the final four teams were Pardon Creek, mm-hmm. Dolph, Trinity, and um, Butler. So that would have been a good – I do believe it was Butler, Trinity, Pardon Creek, Dolph. So there would have been some good games there, you know, um, that we could have seen. But unfortunately, the powers that be decided that it was best that they not finish it. I guess safety does come into effect when you – right involve kids in schools and you know transportation issues and so it's a, it's a sad thing i did see though that now with the lit not being completed that the ait the Ashland invitational tournament now takes over as the longest continuous running mm-hmm. ter- tournament in the state they, of they were neck and neck there this was a trivia question last week on trivia tuesday you know what was the longest running and each answer that came in was either ait or lit and it was actually right. LIT by a couple by a year, and with this cancellation, I'm going to have to go ahead and say that now now the Ashland Invitational Tournament is because they finished. So yeah, right, right. I just I find it a travesty that they did not complete the LIT, especially since oh. it was the 71st year. Um, it's kind of yeah. a disservice to the kids, even though they were trying to keep the kids safe. You know, you know, out here in Kentucky, we had all A games going on today. So you could have yeah. made it happen, and everybody would have understood. So. They could have made it happen. They could have yeah. definitely made it happen. Whatever reason they chose not to, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not one to judge. I don't know the whole story, but I, I do know that it's um, 
I don't either, and I'm going to be honest. I don't know anyone involved well enough to, to well, have I an inkling of follow. So. I follow a lot of those guys on Twitter, um, coaches, and I, you know, some former coaches in Louisville that had some comments and thoughts on it. Um, but I just, I, I feel like Louisville is a big metro area that yeah. most of their roads are probably taken care of. They probably could have found a way to, um, you know, to get it done. And, and like I said before, like with the King of the Bluegrass. Mm-hmm. You know, people really look forward to that, and it's a, it's a sense of pride if you win that. And, the, mm-hmm. and it's the same thing with the LIT, um, especially there in Louisville, um, bragging rights between those teams in Louisville. So it's really a shame that they didn't get to finish it. I was yeah. really, really, really hoping that it was going to be Trinity and Fern Creek because I wanted to see round three of that and see right. how that would have turned out. And plus, I would love to see if Boston Butler could have made some noise and maybe, you know, upset the the norm you know and got there to the finals so it would have been really, so cool to see butler make it to the finals because they are yeah, playing really well this season they are they are and they're it's like know. they're kind of making a statement that they're back yeah you know they are so uh I was, it's really a shame to say they get to finish that i think um i know a lot of people are upset about it so i don't i didn't see anybody that felt okay about it being canceled i didn't either. so so that, that's either. just, I think everybody's kind of on board with us. And again, we're not really trying to offend anybody that maybe made that call. But I don't care. I'll offend them. <laughs> You'll offend them. <laughs> well, yeah, we didn't really have a lot to talk about with the LIT because it was canceled due to weather. And um, I think we're kind of in a similar boat with the All-A. We've got some games in the All-A, but let's talk about what we've seen so far. I know most stuff has been pushed to this week. So. Yeah, um, I do know that in the 10th, Harris and... Bishop Brother, which were probably the two favorites in the tenth all A going in, yeah. met in the semifinals and did get to play their game in Paris. Paris won. Um, it was closer than I think people would have expected, but um, the Ashford Ashford's still not playing for Paris, who's one yeah. of their key key guys. Johnson had a great game. Eric Johnson, another great game for him. So um, Paris, I mean, I think Paris will win it when the finals come up. But uh, so that got in. I know some games in the fifth region were rescheduled. I saw, I believe, that some games in the sixteenth region were rescheduled. So almost um, all of them out this way were were pushed. Yeah, they, they played the went ahead and played the girls this weekend here in the fifteenth, and I think the same for the fourteenth and the sixteenth maybe. But mm-hmm. um, the eleventh actually hadn't scheduled to start until this week anyway. Right. So they haven't. Like, but there's only five teams in the All A left. So they'll right. have their and stuff. I, and I think the eight still proceeded with theirs. So Walton Verona, yeah. Carroll County, right. uh, Galveston right. County be imminent. So yeah, I um, believe I believe some of them got it in, some of them didn't. You know, it's just it's tough. Weather weather is. Uh, you know, it's tough to predict that stuff. I know a lot of schools on Friday, including ours. You know, we were scheduled. We were supposed to have a rivalry game with Montgomery County on Friday, and. They called off school. They called off the game on Thursday before we even got a chance to see. So, um, you know, weather, it's one of those things, you know, unfortunately that we have to deal with and games have to be made up and that kind of stuff. And there's well, a lot of, lot of good seeing, games. Mm-hmm. I think there's now a you're lot of more, that we're more playing safe and sorry. I think that's, that's kind of where they're at. They're just, let's go ahead yeah. and call it just in case. Because we had a big district rivalry, and I know you know all about Johnson Central versus Paintsville. It's a big deal. You know, on Friday yeah. night, they're across town from each other. We still called the game because, you know, you just didn't want to risk that, you know, that weather yeah, coming know, while you're at the game. Um, a lot of games, uh, some people had the, the smarts, I guess you would call it, to go ahead and push some of those Friday games up to Thursday yeah. and play those. Um, I know uh, a lot of teams did that. So some of them got in, but 
it just makes it so hard this time of year because you have mm-hmm. to reschedule a lot of these games because they're district games. you got to play them. So. That's really my biggest concern about that short season that we have coming up in basketball because we have right. so much weather issues as it is getting the district and regional tournament in. So, right. well, so it, con- it concerns me. Yeah. I, we'll talk about some KHSA mandates later on in the show because yeah. I have okay. some – I have some some pretty good insight on some things that the KHSA, I guess you would say, passed this past week. Yeah, there were there were some things, Yeah, there were a lot of movements going on, and and the football stuff is actually what surprised me the most. I'm not a football person, but um, yeah, football they do different things in football. They give you know obviously you get classes and they give mm-hmm. teams a, if they get moved down they can choose to stay up or what have you which yep. I, I'm the, I, we've talked about um, anti-class system in basketball so right. uh, luckily we don't have that problem we did have some movement though mm-hmm. uh, some teams that are going to be moved but we were talking about the weather and we're talking about games getting rescheduled and games getting canceled or the Scott County Bryan Station was canceled mm-hmm. so they're going to have to reschedule that one um, and then some other games across the state. Your game, Johnson Central Paintsville, was was, um, was canceled. But one big game, district rivalry game that was played mm-hmm. this week was the Bowling Green Warren Central game. And um, you know, we talked about how Warren Central is probably it's their year this year in the in the fourth. Yep. And I know that uh, Bowling Green obviously graduated a ton of kids and lost some kids that transferred, um, but they losses that you wouldn't expect them to have in years past and mm-hmm. people were people were ready to kind of write them off and say oh well it's more central running away but with about three minutes or so left in the fourth quarter i believe it was a one possession game now warren central was able to um, pull it out and win and i said you know i think that kind of designates them as the, the team to beat there in the fourth but just one of those things you know i just we talked about it before you get into a rivalry situation you know, and um, I'll never count Bowling Green out. They've, they've won the region four, four years in a row. So even though they graduate some guys, you know, programs that are built on success and, and are used to winning, you know, you never count them out. And especially if the best team in the region on paper is your rival, you're always right. going to have a, a chance. But um, I, I want to talk about the Skylar Potter kid. Uh, we had talked about him before, plays at Warren Central. They had – Warren Central was able to beat Hopkinsville – and Bowling Green this week, and he had a double-double in both games. So he would be somebody I, – I think me and you had discussed we're going to start doing a player of the week. Yep, um, Skylar Potter gets the nod this week. As, I'm going to uh, go with Skylar Potter. Yeah, yep. he's, a, he's a stud. I'm telling you, a lot of people, he's a Western Kentucky kid. I don't really get to see him play very much, but he's really, really good. So if they do make it to the state tournament and you get a chance to see Skylar Potter play, I think you won't be disappointed. He's a really good player. Well, I mean, back-to-back double-doubles against really good teams, that's pretty impressive, so, yeah, Yeah, you know, um, Hopkinsville, you know, they've got some guys um, that haven't been eligible for whatever reason this year, uh, two of their better players, Shorty Cager and Johnson Kid, and actually, Shorty Cager just got cleared to play, so he's back, and I guess they're still waiting on the Johnson Kid. He was, Johnson was a kid that went to a prep school but then decided he didn't want to be there and he never played an official game. So right, and there's back. kind of like been some Yeah, some issues there's kind of, I guess the KHSAA and some other people were trying to, you know, figure out his, his eligibility and that kind of situation. But he's a really good player. So that's, you know, one of those things where Hopkinsville is always a team that you look at there in the second region as, you know, 
perennial region champion state final four team before. They always seem like they're there. So um, they get back at full strength. They'll be a load when they get going. So two good wins for Warren Central this week, though. That's big. Well, let's talk about Adair County versus Taverna. That was a crazy game. It was. And I actually – Josh Davis, who is the head coach at Caverna, is a yeah. buddy of mine. We graduated college together at Western. Um, and I, he, he texted me last week and was like, man, I appreciate the shout-out on, on our team and our kid, you know, talking about Adobe Howard. And then the next day, the game happened. And so I texted him and was like, appreciate you making me look like a genius. Because last week, I had actually brought <laughs> up Adobe Howard, and he had a heck of a game. Uh, I think you got some numbers, some pretty impressive numbers from that game, don't you? Yeah, uh, Joby has 65 points for Caverna, which is pretty pretty crazy. That puts yeah. him in the individual game records in the KHSA record book. Um, Great. That game itself is not on most points point scored combined. Um, right. There's a list of games over 200, and that, that would put them not on that. Um, it's the highest of only three 200-point-plus games in this decade. So, wow, that's pretty yeah. good. Yeah. And uh, what did what did uh, Harmon finish with? 50, 54. Fifty-four. He had fifty-four. Yeah. We we had people reporting three different numbers for Zion, but the official stat I believe ended up being fifty-four points, which is still ridiculous. Oh yeah. And Both you know, of them I, showed out. I'm not I'm I not look, trying to knock them, but I'm feeling like maybe no defense was played by either <laughs> one of them, and that's well, fine. Well, you know, it's They'll funny because uh, <laughs> I looked at the box. I saw the box. And yeah. It wasn't one of those things where they scored 50 and 60 and, and took like 40 and 50 shots. I mean, they took some shots, obviously. You got to take a lot of shots right. to score many points. But it was, a, it was a rather efficient performance by both of them. Mm-hmm. So, um, From people that I were mean, there, I'm just hearing that they were both on. Like, just yeah. Well, you know, Caverna especially is a situation where they're a class A school. They're a small school. You know, Joby's their best player. So Joby on night, for them to be successful, for them to win games, you know, he's going to have to have big nights. Right. So it just sounds like it was one of those games where, you know, he obviously got hot and was able to carry his team against an Adair County team who probably overall, obviously they're a bigger school, but probably overall has a better team. Right. And obviously Zion, you can argue, might be, if he's not the best player in Kentucky, I know he's young, he's of, but yeah. he's one of the top five to ten guys you talk about. So he, this this isn't a surprise from him, I don't think, to see that, that he put up numbers like that. Um, and, and that's impressive for both of those guys. Obviously, there was a bit of defense played, um, which is fine, you know. Some, that's, how some, that's how some games go. But, you know, the thing that sticks out to me about that game, what was the final 114 or so to, what was it, do you know? Um, I want to say 114 to, like, 106. I, I, I know it kind of got away. I think Adair, Adair got away from them there another time. But anyway, my point being is that both teams scored over 100 points, and those guys scored, 119 you know, to 103. Was 119 score. to 103. Mm-hmm. So those guys scored over 50 points, 60 points, whatever, for, for Joby. So there were still a lot of other points scored by other guys. So right. it wasn't one of these games where it was like 72 to 70, and one guy scored 60-plus and one guy scored 50-plus. So there was other stuff going on on the court. So, um, Listen, but, that um, – that, that box score that we tweeted was probably the most popular tweet we've had um, in the last, like, six months. I mean, I'm telling yeah. you, people went crazy impressive. over it. Yeah, and, and I actually, you know, Coach Coach Davis at Caverna told me that some schools had started because of that performance in a game like that. Some some uh, colleges had come 
calling about some interest in Joby, which is awesome. It's always good for a kid like Joby, who uh, I'm sure was not necessarily. He was kind of flying under the radar. Yeah. Right? Until, until yeah. you brought him up to me, I didn't really. He's not somebody right. I was kind of. I had so, my eye on. But. I think that's that's all. It's always good, you know, regardless of how it happens or when it happens or where it happens. You know, you you play against a kid like Zion who has not only a statewide following, he has a national following because he's you know he's a nationally. So if you put up numbers like that, regardless if he was guarding him or who was guarding who or whatever, you know that gives that kid a chance to um to you know put himself on the map and he took every advantage that he could. You know he took it to his advantage and he made a name for himself and hopefully that continues on and. And like I said, you know, Bardstown is a really good team in the all-A there in the fifth. They win it a lot. But don't sleep on Caverna. I, I mean, you got a kid like that on your team, you know, and he's putting up the numbers he's putting on, you know. Um, Caverna has made it to one of my favorite teams this year. So that's that's good. Yeah, I like Caverna. I'm obviously, I know that coach. He's a really, really good guy. I've known him for a long time. So I'd like to see them, you know. And you don't season. say that very often about coaches. I mean, well, I don't like them. Yeah. <laughs> no, I like a lot of guys. I just, you know, I, just, you know, I don't. I guess, I, yeah, you're probably right. I don't, I don't like too many people. <laughs> you don't like you know. anybody, so you're right. We're we're very fortunate that you're on this podcast because right. you, you know, you don't like people very much. Yeah, I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> you're welcome. But let's talk about somebody you did like who very sadly we lost this week. His name was West Trader. Yes. Um, um, one of the one of the greatest. And the biggest icons in you know kind of sports coverage, one of my personal heroes. But I know that you were probably yeah. with as as a Western graduate. So well, I I did have the privilege of meeting West a couple of times, um, obviously while I was in school at Western, and um, just throughout the years we had played in the West Trader Classic there in Bowling Green. Um, and I don't know a better way to compare him than to say this: he was what Kaywood Lefford was to Kentucky basketball. That's what West Strader was to Western Kentucky basketball and to Western Kentucky football. He was, you know, um, you see, I saw tweets from coaches, from players, from just people in, in, in all parts of the state that said they grew up and would listen to the game and they would hear West Strader's voice. And, you know, I think there for a while he also did some play-by-play at the state tournament on certain channels. Um, he did. I think him and Al Pruitt, actually. Al Pruitt, who coached Henry Clay, and Wes Trader did some stuff together during the state tournament. I think Wes did a little bit of color commentating, too, with yeah. the meals at the state tournament. He sometimes. did. He did. He did. Um, you know, I, I, like I said, I was very very privileged to meet Wes a couple of times, and and he was one of the class guys in the sport in our state. He, um, you know, he, he was great. And it's sad, you know, he was he had a long-time battle with cancer, and, you know, he just, you know, I don't like to say he lost the battle, but you know how that goes. So um, I think a lot of people probably statewide this day and age don't know a lot about West because, mm-hmm. you know, he was he was more of a 60s, 70s, 80s kind of guy. But um, West was a great guy. He loved the game of basketball. He was one of, you know, the best ambassadors for the game of basketball yeah. in our state. So it was really, that's a tragic loss. And like I said, great comparison. He was he was very similar to what Kaywood Lefford was at Kentucky fans. So, um, you know, it's sad that, that we, we lost Wes, but great guy. And like you said, I'm sure you, you met him maybe once or twice. Just a super guy. A few times and always kind of offered a hug and encouragement to me because, you know, he knew that I was trying to get into sports writing and kind of sports casting. And he just, right. you know, it was always, you can do this. You know, you've got, you've got the brain for it. You, you love it enough, you know. 
and just I can't thank him enough for that and he really will be missed across the state I don't think people I mean I know that there are people that miss him already but I don't think you're going to feel the impact of that until you know the season's over and it's just like man right I think um, probably if we have any listeners and I'm sure we do because I know we've had some some, uh, reach out from the western part of the state they probably Mm -hmm. will have an impact the loss of West will have an impact on them a lot more than our yeah. central to eastern Kentucky crowd, but definitely mm-hmm. want to give a give a moment to talk about Wes and everything that he meant to basketball in our state. So, yes. All right, now we'll move on to let's talk about Kiki again because I mean this guy is going to be probably mentioned on our podcast week week by week because yeah. because he's um. He's He's already up for Kentucky Gatorade Player of the Year as a junior. Which doesn't happen 30, very often. No, it doesn't. And he's averaging 32.6 points per game. Uh, he's got UH, UHA on a six-game win streak. Pretty big. I mean, this is just one of your best players in the state, hands down. Um, fun to watch. Yeah. I think it's important that we mention how rare it is as a junior gets to be a nominee for Kentucky Gatorade Player of the Year. Most years, if not probably all years, I believe that that award has gone to a senior. Um, Most of the time, it will be the same person that wins Mr. Basketball. Sometimes it's not. Uh, Two years ago, you know, Carson Williams was Mr. Basketball. Quentin Quentin Gooden from Taylor County, who's now playing as Xavier, was Gatorade Player of the Year. So um, it can kind of go both ways, but you don't see a junior win it or let alone be nominated for it. So I think that speaks very highly of what Kiki, you know, is doing. Um, and the thing about Kiki is that he's on a team where, you know, the Hollowell is pretty good too. He's got, you know, but the rest of those guys are role player type guys. And I don't mean that in any negative way or anything bad about this guy. Being a role player thing. is good. Right, right. It is. But every night that Kiki steps on the floor, he gets – everyone's attention. You know what I'm saying? So he'll yeah. get jump, jump defenses, double teams, run and jump, whatever. It's whatever they have to do to try and get the ball out of his hands. And the fact that he's still putting up the numbers he's putting up, it's just, you know, it, he's, like I said the first week we talked about it, if you've got a Division One offer from the University of Florida, University of Oklahoma, you know, you can play, okay? I don't care where you play, who you play for, what state you play in, who you play AAU with. You can play. So this kid is a lot like Zion. He's nationally known. Yep. Um, so, and and sadly, you know, he's in Western Kentucky. People don't get to see him play. So if you get a chance and they go to all that you need to go see this kid play, I'm, I'm telling you, you won't be disappointed. He's a kid to me, and I know that we've talked about this before, that if I'm at the University of Kentucky, you need to look at him. He needs to be recruited yeah. by Kentucky. Because if you don't get him, he's going to be playing against you. And we know how it turns out. When kids from the state play against you, <laughs> <Light> <laughs> you up, <laughs> right? So I think I think that he he's good enough. I think there's obviously been kids before in the past that are good enough, but I would love I'd like to see him get the, the the national recognition, not only other places in the country, but here in our state as well. So he's really good. The fact that he's, he's definitely nominated, got all the all the skill to do it. Yeah, I mean, so. if, if he's getting nominated for Gatorade Player of the Year as a junior, that says a lot. So, mm-hmm. um, but he'll definitely we've talked about it before. He he'll be in discussion for Mr. Basketball next year. For sure. 
Now, I, I do need to just, I feel a personal responsibility to plug this. The Donna Murphy and Wawa Jones Award deadline extended to Thursday. So any yeah. coach or AD or principal that listens to us, you need to go to Mr. and com. So that's MR and Miss com, And go ahead and put your nomination in because you only have till Thursday to do that. Those and awards people, are really important. Yeah, so. they're not, the, the, the Wawa Jones and the Donna Murphy Award are for a kid, for a male and female student in our state that exemplify what the overall student athlete is about. It's not mm-hmm. necessarily just for a basketball player. Right. This is for someone that plays multiple sports yeah. and great in the community, great academically, yeah. um, you know, so, and great. The most athletic. well-rounded athlete you can think of. That's right, needs right. to be nominated for this, for this award. So, and it's a pretty, it's pretty prestigious award. Um, yes. Yeah. I've, I know they give it out every year to Mr. and Miss Basketball Banquet, and there's been some pretty good people win it. You know, there's been some impressive resumes. There's been mm-hmm. some impressive resumes of people that were finalists that didn't win it. So, yes. <laughs> um, you know, it's a uh, it's a great award. I think I don't think it gets the pub and the press that it deserves. But I don't. I'm with you on that. I don't think it does. And honestly, John, I'm going to go ahead and make the statement that I think it's a harder award to choose a kid for because it's not just one sport. Yeah, you know, and it's it's character based too. So right, right. You know, our our ideas of character could be different things. You know, that it's you just never know. So right. so to me, this award is is kind of more of a big deal because it's somebody who plays multiple sports, who who contributes, who is great in the classroom. So so to me, all those metrics building up to this one award i mean i don't know why it doesn't have the publicity that it does but but it should and we're going to try to help make that happen so yeah i think it's a big award i know that um wawa jr i believe wawa's son yeah and family read the read the um read the, the resume per se of the yeah, kids they get nominated they, and they i know person, yeah so. and donna and donna murphy obviously does the same for her award yeah. um so it's a big time deal. I'm glad you brought that up. That's a, a huge deal. It's like like you said, if anybody's listening, deadline's been extended. So please, 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 if you think that you have somebody that you know that would be be you know. And if you don't nominate these kids, then it's just you're just doing an injustice to them because if these kids out here are that type of kid, that's every coach's dream, every community's dream. Let's give them the nod for being that. So, right, definitely, I agree. I think it's a big time award. It needs to be. I think it needs to be mentioned more than it is. So, mm-hmm. so we're going to go ahead and move on to kind of what's what's bothering you this week. Let's go ahead and talk about drawing versus seeding for the district tournament. I kind of have a little bit of a gripe about that. Some people are traditional. If they're if they're already drawing, they want to keep drawing. But to me, I think you get a more fine-tuned region and district tournament, a region and state tournament, if your district is seated. I don't know if you agree with me on that, but that's how I feel about it. Well, that first off, what's bothering me this week is not that. We will get to what's bothering me. Okay. This is the district tip of the seating, seating versus drawing. I I know. I believe there's only three or maybe four districts left mm-hmm. in the state of Kentucky that that do not seed. They draw. Um, that's, that's correct. I feel it should be a seeded system mm-hmm. across the board. I believe that if 61 or 60 of us other districts are, are seeding, you know, I get it. Like, for example, I'll, I'll use it as an example. In the 11th region, 
the 44th district, which is, you know, occupied by Madison Central, Madison Southern, Berea, and Model, they do not see. They right. draw. And so I get it. Berea and Model are very small private type schools. They mm-hmm. don't have a they don't have a great necessary tradition. They feel like they have a better chance of drawing each other and having a chance to get to the regional tournament than if they seed and they get stuck playing the bigger school of Madison Central or Madison Southern. Right. I get it. But I let me tell you, I have seen more times than not when the draw actually backfires. Like mm-hmm. there's been years where model has had a pretty good team. And by that, I mean, they may have like won the all A. Right. Um, or they've had a pretty good season and they, you know, they go into the draw and they draw Madison Central. And no matter how good model is, they're going to struggle to be a big 6A Madison Central, you know, statewide power. So I just feel like it bothers me when we get to the point where people talk about, well, I want to draw because I have a better chance of making a regional tournament. And you set your goals as, I just want to make the regional tournament. And right. I, don't, I don't agree with that. I think your goal every year, and I know sometimes that you have, you have to, you know, base You have to adjust your goals. You do. You do have to adjust your goals. But I, as me, I can't walk into a locker room full of kids and be like, hey, guys, we're just trying to make the regional tournament. We're just trying to be a district runner-up. I may not in my heart of hearts believe, hey, we can win the region. We can win the district. But I'm never going to I'm never gonna fall back onto that belief system of, well, it's just be, let's just be good enough. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I, I believe that we should have a statewide seating um, system in place. And I think it's better when these schools play each other twice or if you want to play each other once and count it for two games, which I know that, that's the way they do it sometimes. Like Sayre in Lexington. They, they, you know, we, we draw, or they seed in the 42nd district. Now, Sayer plays Scott County, Bryan Station, Henry Clay, and now they play Frederick Douglas. They play them once. They count it for two games. I have no problem with that. But most of these schools that are in your district are, are natural rivals anyway. Yeah. Especially, you know, geographically based. So you're going to get a better date. You're going to have more people come out to the game when you play. So why the game. don't you want the money for exactly. your activity fund? Exactly. Exactly. And I know, I know there are some, some districts that, have allowed adults not agreeing with the way other adults run programs or other schools do things get in the way of that and so now they see they draw us to the seat. Now yeah. and I and like like I've said every time we've been on the podcast, it's not about the adults, it's about the kids. And I just don't think it's right if you have schools that are in the same geographic area where kids have grown up playing against each other for years in middle school and elementary school and junior pro and AAU and whatever yep. or pickup. They can't play each other because a bunch of adults don't want to play the game. <laughs> I, I mean, and, and, and I, know, I know there's people that are going to that, that are gonna disagree with me on that. That's fine. But I just think that we need to have a statewide seating you know, statewide seating when it comes to just districts. logistically to me, if you had a statewide district seating, then you would have less of a chance of having that blowout come region tournament, come you know state tournament. It's just you know people want to cry about those games that people get beat by fifty, and that's kind of the reason why they happen. So, just yeah, me, I, I think I think you kind of nip that in the bud right right off if you've got seating in the you district. Know, most of most districts 
when you get to that 2-3, first round 2-3 game, that's yep. a pretty good game. Yeah, it's, it's pretty cloudy, usually. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've seen some really good 2-3 games. Listen, as, that, as a coach, I, you know, I coach volleyball, and I got upset this season in the district tournament by the three. It happens. Right. So, oh, yeah. I mean, I, I'm just, I just think that it's better that we have a statewide seating procedure, but it's not going to happen as long as they allow coaches to vote on right. that. And when it goes to a tie, you're just going to stay with, with the draw. So what usually happens is two schools will vote to see, two schools will vote to draw. Well, it's a tie. We're going to stay with what we got, which is a draw. But right. I, I really wish that the KHSA would step in and say, hey, we're, we're going to, we're going to have statewide seating. If you only want to play once and count as two games, that's fine. But we're going to do seating from here on out. Yeah, that's what I would like to do, too. Some, just the sameness across the board would be good. Right. Right. Okay, you wanted to get to your gripe for the week. Are we almost, like, I thought we saved the gripe for the end. Are we not going to want? Do you want, okay. We'll, we'll we can go ahead. We can go ahead. No. If, if it's, it sounds like it might be bad. So we might need to it's wait. Not, it's not bad. It's not bad. It's just, this is, I'm going to get to it. This is what has annoyed me this week. Okay. So, obviously, being in Central Kentucky, I read the Lexington Herald Leaf. Right. Or on Twitter or online or, you know, whatever. Kentucky. So there was, yeah. there was an article uh-huh. on the Lexington Herald this week about Cooper, who we have talked about Cooper in the past. So we can talk about Cooper. Right. And... I just, I was very upset with the way that the article was, I guess, labeled, titled, or whatever you want to call it, because I felt like it was what I like to call clickbait, which means, oh, you read something and you're like, oh, this looks like it's interesting, I'm going to click on it so I can read it, and then you get to it and it's not anything at all like what it says. So the title of the article was... For this week's 16 contender, it's good to be bad for basketball. And so it starts out, it says, bad for basketball. Mm-hmm. So you think to yourself, and as a, somebody that's coached in the state for 10 plus years, I don't know anybody in the state, and I don't speak for everyone, but I don't know anybody that would look at Cooper. And the way that they play, which is they play great defense, they keep it low scoring, they make you get out of your comfort zone, and, right. they, you know, they get after you, they grind games out, they don't, they, it's not necessarily pretty, it's not up and down, it's not, they're not going to score 80 points, whatever. But I still don't know anybody that would look at them and say, that's bad for basketball, what they're doing. Especially in this state, where we care a lot about basketball. So right. I, I click on this article thinking, who in the world would say that Cooper is bad for basketball. And then I read the article and it says, while they were playing the Lexington Catholic Tournament, a team from out of state, one of their coaches was going through the handshake line and said, man, what you're doing is bad for basketball. Well, I don't care what some team from out of state that just took an L has to say about Cooper basketball. So what do they start, do that, that this coach, what, what provides I guess the way that they sit down and play half-court defense and grind it out and they, they oh. extend possessions and they don't, they don't run up and down the court, and they don't, you know. But and this is a shot clock argument, too, I bet. Well, a little bit of it, I guess. But my thing is this. Don't get on the freaking Herald Leaf mm-hmm. 
and put on there Bass for Basketball and then open it up and tell me about a team from out of state judging a team from the state of Kentucky. Because mm-hmm. you know what? Nobody in the state of Kentucky cares about that out of team, state team has to say. And I know that the person that wrote the article is probably going to get mad at me. I don't care. I don't because I just think that that is wrong. You yeah. don't need to publicize that. And then when we get on there and read it, it's not has anything to do with anybody in this state. Because you right. go ask any coach if they think that what Cooper does is bad for basketball. You know what most of them are going to say? They're going to say, mm-hmm. I wish my team played defense. Yeah, I think I think with the with the rider, probably thought that the fact that they added it's good to be bad. I think, one, it was just kind of being um, – I don't know. Sometimes as writers, we try to be cutesy with our with our titles, and I've done it myself. You know, I read I wrote one last year called "Oh My Omer" about Jake Omer. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, I get it. And I get it. You you want people to read your article, so you and yes. and I, I I've actually expressed my my displeasure with this on yeah. to other people, and people uh-huh. said, "Well, the writer of the article doesn't necessarily pick the title. The editor of the paper picks it, and maybe that's the case." But it just, it just really, it really. Nine times out of ten, I think with the Herald Leader, that is what happens. Well, then the editors makes me mad because I just don't think that it's fair to sit there and label a team bad for basketball, and then the root of that comment came from a team, a prep school team from out of state that recruits kids to come to their prep school and play their style, and you got beat. Like, people say all kinds of stuff in the handshake line when they get beat, believe me. Mm-hmm. I've said it, I've heard it said to me, like, you know, you say stuff because you're mad, and you're frustrated. And that guy that said it from the other school, I say, he may not have meant it. Man, may, I've already shaken may... hands before, and that's a big no-no, but I've done it. I'm, but I'm, I'm just saying, you know, you know what I'm saying? It just made me mad that a team like Cooper, who's accomplished what they have over the last year, yes. two, has that, that, that there's an article in one of our major media outlets in the state that said that would even like remotely come close to saying that what they do is basketball and i'm not saying that the writer or the western herald or the editor or anybody involved in the state of kentucky yeah i don't think there's any there. intention right. there no but, but, it's but yeah, like it doesn't sound to, good to the common person that doesn't yeah. really know yeah. you know what i'm saying that's what made me mad this week because you know i had some i had a friend of mine a couple of friends of mine after the first podcast, man, you got man crush on Coach Sullivan and Cooper. You talk about him like he's so awesome, and then that's fine. But I really do have respect for what they do. So it makes me, it, it just, it just unnerved me when I saw that, and I was. Just Is surprised. it okay if I make uh, Coach Sullivan our man crush Monday on? Uh, no, I don't. On no, 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 I don't <laughs> crush on no man. Okay, so I'm just saying people like to give me grief because I have respect for him. But anyway, um. Yeah, that's what that's what made me that's what made me a little upset this week, um, and the fact that they canceled the LIT that made me mad. Yeah, that had you fired up earlier. I mean, mm. earlier in the week you were fired up about it. Was it Friday? Yeah. I don't know. My days run together anymore. So. All these all these snow days. Yeah, we got a snow day without even snowing up here. So. <laughs> all right, I want to. Um, kind of give a shout out to the Boyle County Rebel Rowdies because they are already showing the best pep section in the state so far. I would like to see more kids get out to games. That's what this is all about. It's about you guys. It's about your classmates on the floor. It's about you in the stands. Get out to a game. Show some well, if you're, if you're going to give a shout out yeah. to Boyle County, which I can tell you this. I've played at Boyle County when I was in high school. Yeah. I've coached against Boyle County and they have been that way for a long time. 
Good. We've already talked about how I'm old. So when I was playing, it was it's been. When you were playing a hundred years ago, they were that good. Right. They it. were good. This is what I'm gonna do. Where you're gonna shout somebody out, I'm gonna okay. call somebody out. Yeah, you call somebody out. I'm gonna call out Dunbar High School, my former school, and the bulldog, the the dog pound, because somebody tweeted out a picture. Obviously, I still follow people mm-hmm. from that area, even though I'm not there anymore. And there was no – they were getting ready to play Henry Clay, which is a big-time game. It's a city game. Yep. Henry Clay and Dunbar. It's always been packed. Now, the level – like, Dunbar obviously isn't going to be – they're not as good as they were in the past couple of years. And Henry Clay is still decent, but not what they have been in the past mm-hmm. couple of years. But, like, we used to – that place was sold out. People from all of the election came to that game. The student section was awesome. We always yep. – we had the throwback green Dunbar Bearcats jersey. Student section wearing green. I got pictures. I've got all kinds. It was awesome. And that I'm pretty sure Dunbar's uh, student section was my cover photo for a whole. Season. Yeah, I think the so, year we won the state championship. But anyway, so somebody tweets out a picture 15 minutes before the Henry Clay Dunbar game, and there's nobody in the dog pound, the Dunbar student section, not one kid. All right, and that makes me you mad. It makes me mad because yeah. here's the deal: you were there when they were winning. Mm-hmm. We were there when when Tavion was out there getting buckets. But mm-hmm. now these young kids that are getting their chance that are in their rebuilding year, they probably need to support more than the team that was really good. And they, you don't Tavion want to was going to do what he was going to do no matter what, whether you were right. there or not. Right. So don't what be a fair weather fan. Right. We need and, – and, you know, I know that this year, for example, you know, Brian Station's really good. Their student section has been great. Henry Clay's student section, always good. Lafayette's student section, always good. But I was really disappointed in the, in the Dunbar and the dog pound. They call it the dog pound. Oh, man. Um, Get up, dog I've, pound. I've seen, them, I've seen them at their best, and they can be really good. And so I would really like to see you all get back. I know Coach Chop would love to see you come back to the games. Yep. So, and they won two games this week, and nobody was there to see them. Well, you, really can't, you can't leave Coach Chalk hanging because he brought a state championship to your school. This is a rebuilding year for him, so get out there and show him your support. That's just how right. it works. I just, I, my, my point being, when you brought up Boyle County, mm-hmm. Boyle County student section, they're always there. Win, lose, draw, good year, bad year, middle, medium, middle of the road year, they're always there. And and I and I can tell you, and that's in every sport, football, basketball, whatever, mm-hmm. they're always around. And so, big shout out to them. They always do a really good job. So I would like to see not not only did I call out that bar, but I'd like to see everybody else. Like come out, see your team's play, see your see your classmates play, see the guys that you walk up down the hallway with every day. And don't just go to district games to annoy the kids across the creek or, you know, or your your rival. Go to everything. Those close those close games, fans don't understand that they make a difference. If you have if you have people cheering you on and just shutting out the other fans then you're going to play so much better. And they do not understand that the reason we call fans the sixth man sometimes is because it's true. You pick up no, the no players. Doubt. You pick up the players no on the court, right. and and they need that. No so so their appearance is just as important as the people on the floor with the jerseys on. That's how I feel about it. Yeah. So, I agree I've never you. seen anything like it because when, when I was in high school, it was packed no matter what, you know. Yeah, it was that way when I was playing, too. And I yeah. played – we weren't very good when I was mm-hmm. playing. So even though we were a middle of the road team, like we always had fans at the game. So yep. student section especially. So I think that's kinda I mean, you know, people make excuses, well there's more for kids to do nowadays. There's a big city, there's more to do. Come to the game, man. Two hours at most, come to the game, 
you know, support your school, support your classmates, get out there and watch watch your team play. Yeah, and it gives you an excuse to go do something else before or afterward or whatever. I mean, your mom and dad are going to let you go out of the house if you say, I'm going to the hospital game. That's right. going to be a yes almost every time. So. Right. So I want to discuss the redistricting that was passed by the Kentucky High School Athletic Association in basketball. Yeah. Yeah. Because this kind of hits home to me because it affects mm-hmm. the district that I grew up playing in right. where I first coached at. So if and, you don't and the know, both of us, the both of us, though, we're we're just gonna ahead and go and be open about it. We don't care to talk about where we're from, who we cheer for. You know, everybody has bias, right? And, and that's uh, okay. I got and, a lot we, of bias. Yeah, I got and a we'll whole always, lot of bias. Yeah, yeah, we'll always be upfront about that. So if people, if people want to get angry with us about talking about places that are near and dear to our heart. That's fine, but we, at least we're honest about it and not trying to cover up the fact that right. I'm gonna I'm gonna cheer for Johnson Central. You're gonna cheer for Clark County or Dunbar or you know wherever. You know I I, I hold Sheldon Clark near and dear to my heart because I graduated from there. So right. of course we're going we're gonna have ties. Everybody has ties, and if you try to cover them up, then it's just pointless. So yeah. go ahead with your with the way that you so, feel about the. the this meeting. is this was the deal. So I, I'll give everybody kind of a backfield here. So currently right now in the 11th region. There is a new school. Obviously, Frederick Douglass came in this year. So that took the 42nd district from four teams to five. It now has Frederick Douglass, Henry Clay, Bryan Station, Sayre, and Scott County High School mm-hmm. right now. There's a new school being built in Scott County that will be called Great Crossing High School. So that gives the 11th region another team that they have to put into a district. So when you look at the districts right now, the 44th with Madison Central, Madison Southern, Berea, and Model. Obviously, you, you can't really slide a Scott County school or a Lexington school into that because it's all Richmond, it's all Madison County, so it's hard to really move there. The 43rd right. already has five teams. So the next best thing was, okay, the 41st, which is Frankfort, Western Hills, Franklin County, and Woodford County. Right. Franklin County touches Scott County. So, it's you know, it makes sense. That you could see geographically, yeah. Geographically, but the problem was, so where do you move? Do you make, do you put both Scott County schools in that district and make a 16 district? Do you split them up? What do you do? And I know that, I know this for a fact. Don't ask me how I know because I know people. That's how I know. The Scott County superintendent had asked that Scott County and Great Crossings be placed in the same district. Okay. So he wanted them to be in the same district. That was the one thing that he asked for. So a couple months should ago, be. don't you think they should be? Yes, I okay. do think they should be. Um, that's a, a couple that should be a district problem. Right. A couple of months ago, at the initial meeting, the the proposed plan that was voted on, and there were three options given, but the one that seemed to carry the much the most theme was that Scott County and the new school Great Crossings. We're going to move to the 41st with Franklin, Frankfurt, Western Hills, and Woodford. So there you have a 16 district. They were going to take Woodford County mm-hmm. and put them in the 8th region and move them completely out of the 11th and put them in the, re- in the, in the district with Anderson, Shelby, Collins, and Spencer County. Okay, okay. and make that a 5-team district. Isn't now, that a lot I, of traveling for them, though? This is the problem that I initially had with the deal here was that Woodford County was going to go to the 8th, and they only touch one county in the 8th, and that's Anderson. So for Woodford County to become an 8th region school, 
and play teams in the eighth region like Owen and Carroll and Henry and Eminem uh-huh. and Gallatin, they were going to have to go through Frankfurt, through Franklin County to get to those games. And it made no sense to me that a team would have to go from one region to another, through another region to get to a region game. Right. Okay. Bo came in, and so what they ended up passing was Woodford County is going to the eighth region. I think this takes effect in two years. Yeah. Woodford County is going to the eighth region. Scott County High School will stay in the district they're in now, and Great Crossings is going to go to the 41st. So not only is Woodford going to the eighth region, which makes absolutely no sense to me, but they're not even keeping the Scott County schools in the same district. Now, let me tell you what people don't want to hear because it's controversy and they don't want to hear it and they don't want to admit to it. But this is the fact of the matter. Yep. The chair of the board of control who brought this all up is the superintendent of Woodford County School. He wants to get his school out of the 11th. I get it. It's tough yep. in the 11th. Life is tough in the 11th. You yes. want to go to the eighth because you think it's easy, which I'm not sure that it's going to be any easier. It's a different, it's a different kind of basketball. It's, they but may, I they just, may not fit there. So. I don't think it's fair, and I know I might be in the minority of this, mm-hmm. and I don't care. I don't think it's fair that and you do, County. And, and now this is part of your bias showing as well because you are right. from Franklin well, County. Well, no, I, I but, don't care. I, I just don't think it's not only that it's not fair to Franklin. It's not fair right. to Frankfurt High. It's not fair to right. Western Hills. It's not fair. To me, that a school that Woodford County, which touches Fayette County, which which Woodford County High School might be closer to Dunbar High School than it is to Franklin County. But anyway. We have a similar situation going on over here. Yeah. Warrant County County has been flopped in the last two years. I don't think it's right that Scott County and Great Crossings aren't going to be in the same district because they're going to be in the same town, literally, and then there are only two schools in town. It's not like they can ever get eight schools. I don't think it's fair that they're not going to be in the same district. I don't right. think it's fair that Woodford County is going to be eight. And I'm not even, I don't even coach in the 11th anymore. So I, it ain't like I'm like, oh, whatever. I just don't. And like you said, maybe it's a little bit of my bias. I have some friends that coach in the 41st at Franklin right. County and at Frankfurt High. So mm-hmm. yeah, I, I, I don't think necessarily, I don't think they got it right. Now, when you have new schools being built mm-hmm. and this, this kind of thing is going to happen, you know, yeah. you're going to have to move some schools around and all that. To me, if it was on, if it was me, and they were going to redistrict the teams in the 11th, yeah. based based on this geography, yeah. what I would have done personally is I'd have put Scott County and Great Crossings in the 41st with mm-hmm. Frankfurt, Franklin, and Western Hills. I'd have moved right. Woodford to the 43rd with Dunbar, yeah. Lafayette, LCA, and Catholic, and I would have moved uh-huh. Hayes Creek to the 42nd with Henry Clay, Bryan Station, Sayer, and Douglas. Mm-hmm. You would have had three five-team districts and one four-team district, and it would have been all even. Nobody would have had to leave the region. That's what right. I think they should have done. Now, obviously, my opinion and uh, 50 cents, you can take it down to the store and buy you a can of Coke because it don't mean nothing. But what I'm Man, saying is, you buy Coke anymore. You're right, but I just I think they got it wrong, and I think yeah. it's another it's another case of an adult, yeah. you know, taking advantage of kids. Now he probably don't want to hear that, and people in Wilbur County don't want to hear that, and people around don't want to hear that. But I don't care. It's just the way I feel about it. I'm we just all know that you're about. Well, no, I'm just going to be. I'm being straight honest with yeah. you. Like that's the truth. You can't handle the truth. I can hope that maybe they'll realize that they that they maybe didn't nail this no, one on the head. No, they won't. They won't. It's passed. It's a done deal. 
Well, I don't know because they moved Lawrence County into the district with Phelps, and, they, and at the time they passed, I think, 16 other schools to get to a district game, okay? And so since then, they changed it again. So maybe there's hope of modifying it. Well, I hope that there is because I just don't think that mm-hmm. – You just don't I, think I, they I, got I, it right, and that's okay. No, I don't. I think that there was a better way to do it. Mm-hmm. I think that the travel time now – that would like the eighth region tournament is held at Henry County High School every year. So for Woodford County to get there, they're going to have to go a roundabout way if they want to do it without going through Franklin. Right. And and that's three schools in another region that they're going to pass. Mm-hmm. So I just you know, and I'm sure that Woodford will stay and play some of those natural rivals. I'm sure yeah. that they'll play Frankfurt and Franklin County every year. I'm sure they'll play some Lexington schools, but. You know, I, I just I just think they got it wrong, and I'm not saying that somebody else should be in the eighth region. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that. I just think that. You think that it would have been better if they just went to those five team districts and just you know left everybody in the eleventh, right? Yeah. Yeah, I but do. Nobody wants to be in the eleventh. That's that's really the problem. It's so, stupid though, because to yeah. me, if you win the eleventh, you got a chance to win the whole thing. Yep. Bottom line. So. But yeah, that that bothered it bothered me that that happened, and mm-hmm. and and yes, I do have some bias in it. Um, obviously, I, as I stated before, but I just um, I, I think they got it wrong. And my opinion, like I said, it doesn't it doesn't hold any weight. Anybody that makes any of those decisions, but right. I do believe that they got it wrong. Well, and, you know. and and I'm sure that if I ever applied for a job in Woodford County now, they would tell me thanks for no thanks because you called me out. But that's okay. I don't I don't mind. Um, but yeah, so um, that's just what I feel about. There's all there's probably always a spot for you in these beautiful mountains if you'd like to come. Um, no thanks. <laughs> I'll pass. I'm in Clark County. That's the closest I'm getting to the mountains these days. That's close enough, man. Yeah. All right. I want to kind of a pet project of mine is the Mountain Sports Hall of Fame. We we are kind of paying homage to the 13th, 14th, 15th, and 16th regions, and the thing is being built in the Wayland High School gym. Um, I kind of want everybody to send us good vibes because this week we go and see if we can kind of get some grant money approved to finish the deal and maybe have our first induction class. That's uh, just something that's important to me. The Wayland gym is where King Kelly played. Um, John gives me heck all the time about I will say this. Kelly, but. I will say this. Um, I know that you have posted some pictures um, on Bluegrass Basketball account and on your personal account yeah. of some of the artifacts and the things that are being done. And I, I do feel like it's it's a great project. Mm-hmm. I am all for for um, recognizing and appreciating the history of the state basketball wise statewide. So I don't have any – I think it's a great idea. I think it's a great project. I hope it gets off the ground. And I know that it will mean a whole lot to people in that area yep. if it goes through. And I would love for it to, to – I hope it happens for you. If you haven't had a chance, you guys – and I'm sure you can probably post some stuff probably tonight or this yep. week. Just show them what – you know, there's some really neat artifacts in there. We um, have a we have a Twitter, too, the, the Mount Sports Hall of Fame. It's MTN Sports, HOS. So okay. you guys can follow that on Twitter. I'll probably post that on Bluegrass Basketball later. But that's just something important, you know, to the to the heritage of basketball in this area. You know, Eastern Kentucky, the economy has kind of been pretty bad too anyway. So for us to kind of maybe have a hope of bringing in tourism or things like that, we kind of need it economically and we need it 
to bring passion back to sports and heritage in our area. I think it'd just be big for kids in this in this community. So that's something I feel really strongly about, and I kind of just wanted to to plug it and tell you guys where we we're at. And just if you can send good vibes our way because this is huge for us to be able to finish up this project. So right. Well, best of luck. I hope it works. I really do. I have I have something that I want to bring up. I don't know if people saw this this week. It's kind of a funny deal. But our state was, our high school basketball in our state was mentioned in it. So evidently earlier in the week, there was a basketball game played between Hopkins County Central and yep. Frederick Frey in the West. Oh, I, don't, West I know you're going to talk about it. Oh, you, know, you know what I'm talking about? Yep. Okay. I'm sure <laughs> some of you might have seen the clip on Twitter. Okay. And let me say before I get to it, I'm, I feel really, I, I, I feel really bad for the guy because I'm mm-hmm. sure that he was beyond embarrassed. But mortified, anyway, mortified. It, oh, but he he handled it pretty well. So there's a play in the game, and <laughs> the ball is loose ball. Team picks it up. They're coming, attacking. They throw it up the sideline, and it skips off the back of the official's head and goes out of bounds. As the ball skips <laughs> off his head, his toupee goes flying off, <laughs> and his toupee lands on the bench. <laughs> Oh, of man. Of one of the teams. And this poor guy. Nobody's name dropped this guy, though, right? No, I don't know okay. who he is. I have no I don't idea. either. I and and all I saw was a clip from the back. So I hope this guy has a little bit of a non I'm going to give him credit because let me tell you what he did. He didn't, he didn't overreact. He walked over. He made the call that the ball was going out of bounds. He walked over to the bench. He bent down. He picked his hairpiece up. And he put it back on. And he said, oh, let's play the ball. But the best part of the whole clip. Actually, there's two parts. The, the One of the best parts is that the ball goes out of bounds. One of the kids on the floor for Frederick Frey kind of puts mm-hmm. his hand over his mouth like, oh, you know. But then he takes his time. He pats the official on the back, you know, kind of like, it's okay, dude. It's all right. Yeah. And he goes on. Hey, my, favorite, my favorite part of the whole clip that nobody's talking about is that my man coaching at Frederick Frey, and I don't know who he is, mm-hmm. but my man coaching at Frederick Frey is wearing a do-rag. <laughs> I'm like this dude. He, I love it. The whole clip is awesome. It Can we give him coach of the week? We don't know his name. I don't know who he is. We're yeah. giving him coach of the week. Frederick Frey's head coach. You the real MVP. These, oh man, it was it was. I felt bad for the guy, but you know what? Hey, kudos to him for just playing it cool and just you know what? No big deal. You know, I'm going to move on. Kid, listen, I just want to say something. Because kids talk about swagger, okay? Swag this, swag that, whatever. Listen, that swagger. That guy lost his hairpiece in public, is now viral on the internet. Oh, yeah. Embrace like, I mean, he just, he just walked over, put it back on. No big deal. He made the call first, too, which is impressive. But the case is say you should give him an attaboy for that one. <laughs> Hey, look, maybe he needs to... Nah, I'm going to say that. Good job to you, buddy. Yeah. Keep official doing what you do. They give out an official no, year award. He deserves it. He's not getting it. Because I got too many friends that are officials that mm-hmm. will rip me if I say that he's official of the year. So, <laughs> well, I gave it to them. They can rip me if they want. They don't know you. All I know is my official of the year, like I've said before, he throws the ball 35 feet in the air on the jump. Hey, man, last week when you said that, did you like the sound effect I put in? I thought that was a nice touch. Yeah, I liked that after after <laughs> the fact. But, um, yeah, no, but kudos to that guy for keep on keeping on playing it like he did. So I thought it was 
it was pretty it was pretty funny but it's you know. funny and I'm impressed with the way that he just handled it no big definitely. deal old fashion you, do you have definitely. anything else we you know we had a we had some pretty heated John moments this week I'm impressed well and and look I say that I say the stuff I say because of the how I feel and that's what yeah. you want me to do is be honest and, and I'm sure yeah. that that there will be people that listen to this that that don't like my opinion. And that's fine. It's my, it's my opinion. Um, I will say this though: this week is a big week for the All A. I believe all of the All A regions will be completed this week. So next week, when we get on our podcast next week, we should have a full bracket for the All A State um, tournament, and we can talk about we can talk about that. Um, that as it goes and see what we think and there's any surprise teams or how things go with that so right. um, I do want to mention on another note that Marshall got beat again this weekend man you are just not going to I can't even rest over it can I no they lost again I'm going to throw that out there I mean but I think Western gave us such a beat down that we just lost a little bit of momentum but Coach D'Antoni is going to get it back my dude and the blazer and the t-shirt gonna get it back well i would like for you all to like maybe set up a fight against middle tennessee or uab for us that would really be appreciated are you actually going to cheer for the for the herd if they're playing middle if i would cheer for the devil if he was playing middle tennessee (laughs) all right i'm not a middle tennessee fan i can tell yeah. Listen, um, I decided. I decided what we're gonna call your segment from now on is "Tell us how you really feel" because that's what you do well, all the time. That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> I'm sure I'll get blasted over, and I don't really care. But um, that's yeah. all right. I think people. I think people are enjoying. We're getting a lot of good feedback. I think people are enjoying what they're hearing. The the main things people are saying is that we've got good chemistry going, and that's good. Um, if people will kind of just bear with us still on, on audio editing, that's new to me. But good news is is that we are now approved as an iTunes podcast, so you can subscribe. And please rate us and give us a review. That would be very, very helpful if you don't care. Yeah, that's big news for us. But, yeah, next week, All-A Talk, we'll have All-A State Field. We'll talk about the State Field and All-A. Um, I know there's some district games coming up this week. Probably some games being made up in the snow mm-hmm. that are district games. So every um, week we're going to have a player of the week. So reach out to us yeah. if there's somebody we're looking over because we definitely don't want to do that. You know. And actually, me and Kayla had a discussion before we came on about player of the week, and yeah. she had suggested somebody. And I said, well, he had a good week, but the team didn't win the game. And yeah. like I told you before, I'm a big guy about wins. The win is the biggest stat for me. So. Um, that's something that we take into effect, not just numbers, you know. Well, as as time goes on, and if you look at the KHSA scoreboard, when you open up seasons past, what you see is the win-loss record. And, yeah, you can dig through and you can find the stats, but what does that tell you is important, that win-loss record? So right. if you had a heck of a game but your team still didn't win, yeah, you're a great player, but that's that may not earn you player of the week, so don't be offended by that because right. John and I are people that, that look to did you win too because Like for example, we we put we picked Skylar Potter this week and I did say Scott Potter had two double doubles and two nice wins for Warren Central over Hopkinsville and Bowling Green. Now, his game against Hopkinsville, I think he had thirteen points, thirteen rebounds. So obviously thirteen points doesn't stick out to you as oh man. But mm-hmm. 
he was he led his team to a victory, and then he had 20, 27 and fourteen or something at bowling. I've tweeted him. this before. Yeah. My favorite kind of player is the player that does things that you cannot stat on a chart anyway. Right. You know, are you bringing your team together? Are you leading? Are you a floor general? Are you you know are you getting things done? Are you motivating? Those things matter, and chances are if you got that W and played well, you did that. So right. Also, I think we talked about this on week one. We ended our show week one on this. We didn't we didn't bring it up last week, and I think yeah. we just kind of didn't think about it. But should we start ending the show with our current personal top five teams in the state? We we could. I mean, I know we did that at the end of the first one. I think we kind of overlooked it last week. We did, but, think, but you know, think, we're both old and forgetful, so. Yeah, that's very true. <laughs> I'll let you ladies first. You go ahead and give us your top five. Current, current top five. I My know current top five. One is. <laughs> My number one is Scott County. Yes. You're ready for that. Um, USA for me has moved into number two. Really? Yes. I just Kiki is just doing something for me, and I'm enjoying hearing about it. And you know. You know, my dude that covers sports out in that way, he, he tags me on all this stuff, so I'm hearing about him, you know, day in, day out. Uh, Chris Jung from the hockey I think, area? Yeah, but I'm not sure how to pronounce his last name. Is it Hung or Jung? I don't really know, but either, either way. way. Yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about. He's, he's a good follow. My, he's people, my dude. If you all don't, if you want to keep up with what's going on in the Western Kentucky part of the state high school, he writes for the Hopkinsville newspaper. I think it's Jung, J-U-N-E, but yeah. I might be wrong. Either way, Caleb probably will retweet him. Um, Follow him. He'll give you everything that's going on in the western Kentucky part of the state. So how about um, this? Every every week when we're done, uh, after you listen to the podcast, just check, and I'll pin the, the Twitter account, accounts you need to follow uh, yeah. on our Twitter. That way you'll know. Definitely. I think that's a great idea. Um, yeah. So, so anyway, have, Scott County 1, University Heights is your 2. Go yep. ahead. <laughs> Warren Central 3. Okay. That's, that's a big change for me. Um I don't, I don't know. Four and five is kind of blurry for me. I'm, I'm still watching Fern Creek and their chances. Yeah, yeah. Even though you're not a big Fern Creek fan. No, I, I'm a, I don't think I'm a Fern Creek. Um, and let's see. Cooper. Cooper five. Okay. Cooper, Cooper five. All right. For me, I'm going to go Trinity number one. Wow. Fern Creek number two. I'm going to give Scott County number three, Cooper number four, and I'm going to throw in the Bryan Station Defenders at number five because they're 15 and one and have beaten pretty much everybody in the 11th with the exception of Scott County because they're getting back to know that. So those are my five. Well, those are pretty good five. I don't, yeah. I don't think either one of us are really far off. At least this. This week, I still love you, John Harden, but you did not make it to my top five. So yeah, but they're they're, they're they're fine. They're having a great year. They're having a great year, but I, you know, it's not that I love them any less because I still love them. It's not my top five anymore. You know, um, you know, I I think um, as always with any ranking at any level, you know, it's obviously going to fluctuate, so it can change from week to week. So if we didn't say your team's top five and you think you are, we apologize. But What we don't want is a bunch of rage coming at us because, one, we didn't talk about your team. Two, they didn't end up in our top five. Um, and three, you're mad about anything that John says. We are, one, having fun. Two, covering your kids. And, you know, we'll expose anybody that needs it. So just continue to send us 
all this information about who's doing what and where. And we'll try to cover them every week. And if we don't cover them in the podcast, you know, chances are I have tweeted what you sent me or, you know, kind of gave, right. gave them and a I shout think out. We, we had some people reach out to us this week about different things, and we probably didn't mention everyone. Yeah. But that doesn't mean that we didn't hear you. Like, yeah. we discussed, me and you have discussions throughout the week about different things that you mm-hmm. hear or I hear or whatever. And, and like you know, we, we enjoy we getting those messages. It. Right. Well, you might. I don't want you talking to me. I'll tweet it, tweet it to her. Don't tweet it to me. Um, well, I enjoy getting we those try, messages, and then I talk to about to, basketball. Yeah, so. we try to limit it to an hour, like we said, so we can't get everything every week. So, but keep sending us information. That's the only way you're going to get things uh, about your child or your player or your team out there. Because remember, we're close. We're we're inching closer to seventeen thousand followers. We're like twenty four away, I think. And um, you know, that's a big audience. So. If somebody on your team or if your team as a coach is doing big things, let us know because we cannot be everywhere as much as I would love to be. So clips, stats, whatever you got, send them my way and I'll, I'll give you a nod on Twitter. And, you know, I will tell you that two days ago I had a Division One basketball coach reach out to me for film and I was able to get it, get it to him. So that's big, you know. Yeah. So definitely that's- keep – yeah, so definitely keep um, just, you know, hitting us up with, with information about kids that we need to know about because if you tell me these coaches are trusting me across, you know, across the nation and I'm, you know, I'm able to spread that, that for them for free. So why wouldn't you, right? So win-win. That's right. All right, John, you got anything else? Uh, I said it last week. I'm going to say it again this week because it has not much better. Stay warm out there. It's been chilly. Oh, man, we probably will not be in school Tuesday or Wednesday. I'm just going to go ahead and call that one over here in the mountains. So I think we'll be back. So. But, um, You're lucky always, you've gotten that many school days. It's snow days because you don't we, usually. Yeah, yeah. Um, hope you guys get out and go see your favorite team play. Um, support your kids, support your community. If you need a game to watch, you know, we'll tweet out um, some good games to go see this week. I know another weekend, I know there's some events around the state this weekend um, as far as, um, like, uh, just, you know, how they have one-day classics or whatever you want to call it um, that are going around, that are going on uh, across the state. Get on the KHSAA website on the scoreboard. You can look up stuff like a week in advance and see what's going on. So check that out. And tweet us with your um, things you need to talk about, things you need to watch for. and listen, it may seem like we don't. everything. We may not, and definitely the thing that I love the most is student section pictures. Let's see them. We've got district games coming up. Get to a game. But I also want to touch on something that I often feel guilty about. We don't cover very much girls' basketball, and it is not because we don't want to. It's because we get almost no information from you guys. So, if well, I you thought could, there was a one in there a similar. Twitter page to yours that's that supposed to... Um... I don't think so. At one time, we tried it, but it got so few followers that we just kind of merged with both of them. Gotcha. I don't think anybody... I don't think anybody just... I don't think anybody does just girls basketball. So, okay. I would like to, you know, kind of give these girls a pat on the back, but I'm getting zero feedback from girls' coaches, from girls, you know, parents, from you know, girls, female athletes. So if you guys can start sending scores, John and I will 
I mean, we we know pretty much who's who in girls basketball too. We'll we'll do a little bit of a segment on girls basketball. If you guys will just reach out to us, it's not that I, we don't care. So yeah, yeah, we'll we can talk about some, some yeah. girls basketball. I have no problem with that. Right, it's just that I'm getting zero noise from the girls basketball community, and we need that. So follow us at Blue well, Girls Basketball. I know two. Of, I have two very close friends that are girls coaches, and it's they knew they weren't getting respect, they would be very upset with me. So we need to uh we need to do that. Yeah, I think maybe we can we can if we, can we don't know if we, we don't can know, fit we that don't in. Know. So if don't, we don't, don't know about your team, yeah. you know, let us know. Yeah. But um so. I think that's all we've got for the week. Uh we're we're about at our hour time limit we try to stay at. So um thanks again for tuning in to the Bluegrass Basketball Podcast. You know, every week we're gonna try and humor you while we uh, provide you with statewide coverage for basketball across the state so boys and girls if we get enough girls information so right also also one last thing sure the reason the reason i was so opinionated is vocal this week Mm -hmm. we kind of had a slow week because we had so many snow outs we would have probably spent more time talking about some big Mm -hmm. games that didn't happen it was so, a very sleepy week. For it was kind of a slow. The, 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 the last of half of the week, the weather mm-hmm. kind of got everybody. I was really looking forward to getting on there and talking about the Bryan Station, Scott County mm-hmm. game, and it didn't happen. So, and Friday anyway. was going to be a big district game day. So if we didn't yeah. have a lot of content this week, that, that's why. But, you know, John is doing what he does with uh, with his um, five minutes of anger anyway. So he's going he's gonna to tell you every week what's bothering him. Uh, tune in again. We're going to drop the podcast every Monday. And again, we're on iTunes. So definitely please subscribe, rate us, and give us a good review. And we'll see you again next week.